Establishing connection. Designation DJ. Dude link connected. Designation JRO. Dude link unavailable. Designation Scotty. Dude link connected. Designation Raven. Dude link connected. Designation Vixie. Dude link connected. Welcome to Ninja Pizza Games. We're going to be talking about Area 51, loot boxes, and food this fine Tuesday. Head on over to facebook.com slash dudesfromalteria and give us a like or follow. I'm DJ, and J-Ro was unable to make it this go-around. Raven is running a little late and will be jumping in partway through, but I have Scotty here with me. Hey, what's up? And our token ninja, Vixie. Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, what do you guys want to start? What do you want to start with? We got the. We can talk about Area Fifty One. We can talk about video games. Where do you guys want to start? I don't know anything about the Area Fifty One happenings. Do you have anything like you really want to say about it, other than it was a massive disappointment that only seventy something people showed up? I saw the photo of the guy Naruto running behind a reporter. Yeah, that was awesome. That was about it. That's all I've heard about it. And it investigation by redditors to try and figure out the dude's identity so that they can like make him internet famous well he's already internet famous but they need a name to the the runner yeah that's like they found like they're showing all the other pictures like he shows up in so many pictures and they're like we need to know who this guy is so we can protect him and make (laughs) him infamous yeah i was watching a couple of live feeds at, at work today um definitely shouldn't be doing that at work but i was doing it anyway anyway um yeah it was actually kind of boring but it was actually kind of cool at the same time because it kind of helped uh show you know what kind of setup they had as far as like guarding the the gate because i know that they they were preparing for you know a huge mob of people uh i know it was in the millions of people that were following that uh that invite on facebook and uh yeah, they had like a tank out there. Uh, they had army guys in full uniform. I think the U.S. Air Force was in there as well. And then they had the sheriff from the local town. And I'm not really sure what city it is over there that's next to Area 51. Because I know they use local law enforcement out there to taking care of stuff that's more uh, local rather than military. So I'm going to change the subject just slightly. Did any of you hear about the vegan in Australia who tried to uh, make a lawsuit against her neighbours for cooking meat and fish all the time so that she couldn't enjoy her backyard? Oh, yeah. And then they had like a group of people come over for a barbecue in front of her house. (laughs) Get some pork on her fork. (laughs) Yeah, I remember reading something quick about that. And I was just like, that is awesome. I feel like if that had actually happened, that would have been uh, even more exciting than the Area 51 thing. But no, apparently people just ended up posting pictures of meat they cooked in her honor. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, one of the articles I saw on that said that there was going to be like a a couple hundred people were supposed to be showing up to it. I think about 24,000 people said they were going to attend on the Facebook event, but that disappeared. 
The Area 51 Facebook event said a couple million people were going to show up and like 78 <laughs> showed up and only two people got arrested. Oh. And one of them was for urinating in public. Well, he was urinating close to the gate. I don't think it was on the gate, but that's close enough to where they're like, all right, you're a butthole. We got to take you in. Oh, he was urinating in a position where the cops could see his stuff. Oh, okay. So. And the fence was not electrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh that, yeah that's a good point Why, you'd think that that fence would be electrified mm. uh, <laughs> the other person who got arrested did get arrested for uh, crossing over the restricted line so yay for them well they tried one person one, one lone person soul tried their luck and everybody else was just like whatever I heard there was a fist fight hmm. I don't know if that was true or not but none of the Articles on it have mentioned the fist fight. That must uh, happen probably later in the day. Well, the good news is that this ended up being longer than just two minutes. Oh, yeah. It made it to whole like six <laughs> minutes. <laughs> there you go. Which, once edited, we'll be back down to like three minutes because I'll get rid of all of the empty space and it'll be like. Yeah, I get rid of my stuttering or what's called a brain fart. Or I oh, just yeah. lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's a Friday night. Like, that's to be expen- ex- expensive. 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 <laughs> <laughs> my not working neither. <laughs> yeah, my brain's a little bit fried because before you guys showed up, I was uh, reading Guardian Chronicles. So, you know, that stuff burns my brain. What are you sucking on? <laughs> <laughs> It was my water bottle. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> and I thought I had my thing muted, but I hit the wrong button. So <laughs> I was going to say, if you're vaping, I'm going to fly out there and beat the shit out of you. Hell no. I'm not the vapor. That's the offendo. I, I know that, but I'm like, oh man, we better not have picked up that, that nasty habit. I did for a little bit when it first started. Mm-hmm. I was like... This is pretty cool, I guess. And like a bunch of friends were like, oh, dude, check this out. So and one of my friends had like bought an e-cigarette that was a buy one, get one free thing. So Mm -hmm. he gave me the other one. So I went and got juice that had no nicotine in it. And I was vaping for like a week. And then I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Good. Like, sure, this vape juice tastes good, but it's stupid. It makes me look stupid. I feel like I should have a man bun and a beard. And you press your own coffee at work? Yeah. I felt like that's who I should have become. And like I was becoming that person. So I had to stop it as soon as possible. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it did help with, uh, at the time, there was some psychological parts to me having quit smoking like two years before that, that it helped with. Mm -hmm. Because I still wanted that habit of putting something up to my mouth. So it helped with that. Made it so I was eating less, but... Or snacking less because to be like, oh, I want to put something up to my mouth. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go like make some popcorn or something. And I just sit there and eat like a pound of popcorn, which is not healthy at all. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, I'm not a doctor, but, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot of popcorn. It's it was quite a bit of popcorn and it probably caused me a lot of problems with my teeth because the stuff would get stuck between my teeth and I'm brushing and I'm flossing, but the floss is going over the kernel. So like it would get stuck in there for 
ever before finally it would move into a position where I could get it and pull it out. Oh man, my gums got so bad at one point. <sighs> that was more than anybody here wanted to know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm shaking my head thinking that somehow you've made popcorn TMI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. TMI on popcorn. <laughs> I am magical. I'm just sitting here watching the counter, (laughs) the stopwatch going up. Yeah. All right. We had other topics, though. We did. We do. We do. It's not just Area 51 and TMI Popcorn. The exclusive game launchers. We've got the right people to talk about that, too. And we do have the right people to talk about that, because, yeah. Yeah. And then Kaiser recommended... Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser makes a lot more sense. <laughs> oh man, let's not let's not refer to him as Kaiser. That's a totally different dude that is into stuff that we cannot talk about on this show. All right, I'm going to remove the A and then put an I there. Okay, Kaiser. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, he recommended DLC State of the Market microtransactions. We were going to talk about gambling and games. Microtransactions, right. gambling and games, loot box systems. Yeah. Well, that reminds me. I should log into my GTA account and go back to the casino, see how my winnings are doing. <laughs> That's a little different. That's kind of gambling <laughs> in-game with in-game funds, right? Yeah, right. So that's fine. To me, in-game money is in-game. That reminds me, I should log into Brave Exodus on my phone and do some summoning and see if I can get that cool new hero. Who is the new hero lately? I think it's somebody from something else. Yeah, it's a Kingdom Hearts hero. I got to spend money and make sure that I get them. Don't spend your hard-earned money on virtual items. <laughs> I do. And I think that's my thing, is that if there is something locked behind a gambling system that I want, and there is no option for me to just go ahead and buy that, then I'm not interested. So you'd just rather buy the item outright uh, rather than working for it? Well, it's not working for it, is it? It's collecting a whole bunch of crap that I don't want and possibly not getting the item that I'm wanting to pay for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like if I'm going to be spending my money to purchase an in-game item, I want to be sure that I'm going to get what I paid for. I don't want it to be like... Uh, Brave Frontier in the past, I spent so much money buying gems for that game so that I could summon trying to get that one hero that I wanted to get and never get them. I'd rather just be able to be like, hey, I'll pay $10 and I just get the hero. Personally prefer that the game gives you a way of earning that kind of stuff without having to pay money. But the loot box system is like just gambling on it pisses me off. I do a lot of role playing with my characters. I know most of the people I play with also are very interested in in making their characters look a specific way or have a specific vibe. And it's really hard to do that if a lot of the things that you really want are just not things you can buy outright. And then you end up with all the stuff that you're never going to use. It's, It's all, I want vanity items, but I don't want just to be hoarding useless costumes that I'll never, never put on my characters at all. Or stupid camel mounts, you know, something like that. Okay, I could see that, because uh, just in my short time playing Path of Exile, for example, uh, the costumes that are available for free or what you get in game uh, don't really look appealing to me. And you can obviously put money into the game to buy, you know, better costumes and better better look for your your character 
as a whole. So I've been thinking, okay, well, for me, it's like, uh, if I put enough time into the game, I definitely would want to spend the money regardless if it's a virtual item. But I think Path of Exile did it right as well. Yeah. And I think they, they got a good handle on it. Um, cause there's like, you go into the main lobby or your, your main town or whatever, looking at everybody's costumes and special carriers and everything like that. And you're like, man, that's, that's really cool. How do I get that? <laughs> so that's something that I've actually been considering or thinking about in the short time I was playing Wolfenstein Youngblood. Apparently you can buy like silver bars or silver coins or something like that to kind of get better weapons faster or something like that. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm just not into that. <laughs> so the game that comes to my mind that pisses me off the most is Adventure Quest 3D. <gasps> Why? There's some cosmetic items that you can just go like straight up, go and pay money to get their dragon coins and buy them. And then you have it. But a lot of their cosmetic items is you have to open chests, which you get uh, one chest daily for free. But any more beyond that one, you have to pay money for. And I was playing Adventure Quest daily for like two and a half months. And I got so many duplicate items and items from sets that I didn't want. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, damn it, I just want the Royal Talon armor for my character. Like, why is it so difficult to get the stupid armor? And I was never getting it. And it was getting irritating to me. And that's, and it's not a set of armor that I can just go and be like, you know what, fine, I'm not getting it here. I'm going to go buy it. And then the way that they have their inventory set up makes it so that you have like very limited inventory and there's no real easy way to sort it because they're still in early development stages of the game. So yeah, it, like all of the stuff that you're constantly opening these chests and getting just end up filling up your inventory. And then I ended up having to spend a ridiculous amount of time going through trying to find a way to like find duplicates because like I said, I can't sort it so that they're all listed by name. So I just see all of the duplicates right there next to each other. I had to sit there and scroll through my inventory multiple times, making sure that, oh, I think I saw that up here. Oh, yeah. That is a duplicate. Oh, no, that I, I have the belt up here, not the gloves up here. Like, it got really annoying to the point that I stopped using their loot system and gave up on getting the Royal Talon armor and decided that I was going to become a mushroom samurai instead. And now I got a sweet look. Oh, uh, yeah. But that was a look that I was able to earn in-game because it's like, okay, cool. I just got to go over here and do this quest and run this dungeon 30 freaking times and spend like two days of my life just grinding through this dungeon to get materials and then I can make the armor and I look cool. I've already spent a day of my life playing Risk of Rain 2. How's that game been? I'm a big fan so I'm biased. Yeah I don't know a whole lot about the game. I know that uh, I was watching the Borderlands 3 panel and they brought those guys out to show the game. Um, and it looked really interesting, but I haven't really looked into it uh, any further than that. So what what's so cool about the game? Like, what's it about? Um, it's kind of hard to describe. I mean, if you like running around, shooting things, and collecting things, then that's that's the game. That's kind of what you're doing. You're trying to... You're trying to survive. You're beating a clock where the difficulty is going up very quickly uh, and the monsters increasingly get harder. So if you don't keep collecting items to make yourself stronger and progressing, then you're going to fall behind very quickly and die. Oh, okay. So there, 
there is kind of an end where you can just choose to end the game or you can just loop infinitely and keep playing. <laughs> oh, okay, so there's not like a timer or anything like that? No, but it's kind of like other um, roguelike games where once you've collected enough items, you just feel amazing and you can be semi-invincible. Oh, and that sounds like fun. It just feels so good. <laughs> like a Unreal Tournament Instagib kind of thing? I don't remember playing that. Oh, okay. Uh, Instagib is basically one-shot kill kind of thing. Is that kind of the same yeah. thing? Yeah, you have to stack the items to get the most out of them. So oh, okay. you'll be searching for a while for the right items. So if you want the uh, if you want the loot box feeling, you can do it in game in this game. All right, that sounds pretty cool. I'll have to definitely check it out. Uh, Risk of Rain Two is still in early access. Okay, well, it's it'll be fun to take a look at it and see how the game shapes up uh, once it gets closer to release. So far, it's uh, stayed very true to the original, which was two D, and I think it's amazing. But I've I have always been a big fan. That's awesome, and you got that for your birthday, right? Yeah, a friend of mine got it for my birthday, and she gave it to me as an early birthday present, but I didn't play it until after my birthday. <laughs> but then once I started playing it, I, I haven't stopped playing it, actually. Yeah. I think and happy birthday, it. by the way. Oh, thank like, you. Because yeah, happy birthday last week. <laughs> Birthdays are just an excuse for cake, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, cake. Don't, don't forget ice cream. And yes, I, ice cream. I mean, you can have an ice cream cake and just do it all. All at once. Yes, ice cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I have to cater to lots of dairy-free and gluten-free friends. So yeah. most of my cakes, I got two. I got two cakes. They were both dairy-free and gluten-free. I know, I'm boring. I'm not a fan of this birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not too bad. Um, I've tried gluten-free things and uh, like vegan-friendly foods. Most of it's been pretty good. Um, and some of them are like kind of right on the money with some of the flavors and that kind of thing. So don't hate it until you try it, man. I had a gluten-free roll the other day and it made me want to throw it at somebody's face. People are getting better at doing gluten-free. Some people are stubborn and they still taste horrible. There's, um, there's a bakery here in my city and they're known for just being entirely gluten-free, but they haven't changed their recipe in so long that all the other companies around have, I don't know, they taste better than this place that supposedly specializes in it. Well, that's how you know it's a good bakery. Like, when you find those, you definitely get yourself in trouble because you always want to go back to the bakery and get some well, goodies. the only thing I really get from there is lolly cake. I like their lolly cake. You don't know what lolly cake is. I do not know what lolly cake is. I don't... I What is lolly cake? I tried to make some for you guys. Do you remember when I got... Um, I got the graham crackers and I tried to make some. <gasps> I remember that. It's um, it's basically some kind of doughy uh, cookie-like. Oh, it's very, very sweet, though. Um, sweet dough. And then you bake, or not bake, but press um, candy, soft candy into it, like marshmallowy stuff. Marshmallowy candy. Oh, it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's very like sweet. Like No, not almond tasting. It, uh, it tastes more like... Sweet and condensed milk, if you've had that. Hmm, yeah. So it's it's kind of like uh, a biscuit a biscuit base that's been bound with sweet and condensed milk, and there's marshmallows in it. And the marshmallows have to be traditionally all sorts of different colors, like pink and green and white and yellow. Oh, all right. Sounds delicious and colorful. <laughs> 
<sighs> Foods around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, biscuits or cookies, by the way. Oh, yes, biscuits. I mean cookies. Not not biscuits like scones. Or oh, Even better. <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, UK biscuits. I, I've been there. I know I what's going on. So confused the first time I went to the States and there was a biscuit in my KFC box. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Why are you calling it a biscuit? This is like some kind of scone thing. It's bread like. It, it, it is a scone. <laughs> Holy crap. Anyway, I didn't get it. My, my, my whole world is falling apart now. And the New Zealand quarter pound, uh, what do you call them? The New Zealand boxes of KFC, they actually just put in a bread roll. Hmm. Instead, and we don't do the biscuit thing here. Yeah, it's when I was in Scotland, I noticed that now that I think about it, they didn't have you know the buttery biscuits uh, included with like a, a meal box. It was just the meal. <laughs> well, they're missing out. Um, not really, you know, because those biscuits are you know buttery, kind of dry. You dip and them they, in some gravy, and they're freaking amazing. Oh, yeah, but that you have your sense. salt content for like the next five years. It's because you have potato and gravy. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's Americans. We know how to live it up. Well, we have potato and gravy, but the potato and gravy kind of stands on its own. You don't need a biscuit. I mean, you, <laughs> you have the potatoes and gravy, and then that always give you too much gravy, so you dip your biscuit in it, and yeah. <laughs> this is the food episode. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked yeah. about popcorn. Yeah, KFC. we talked about popcorn, KFC, scones, lolly cake. Lolly cake. Yeah. Because food is awesome. Yeah. So, so were we done talking about uh, microtransactions in video games or gambling yeah. for digital content? Well, they should at least have an, a separate storage for all that junk so that it's not cluttering up your main inventory. I can't remember what game I played, but there is a game that I played that did that where I had my daily thing and it just put it in a separate storage and I could just empty that storage and it just sold everything off. Guild Wars 2 kind of does. Uh, when you unlock it, then you don't have to keep the original. It's always unlocked and you can go back and reget your look back by uh, modifying your better gear with the same look. Well, I do enjoy my scotch every once in a while. Um, while recording? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not an asshole drunk. This is true. I am not an asshole drunk. But, well, I think it was, it was episode two and episode three. I had, had a little bit of scotch, and it was good. I've still been drinking cider from leftover from my birthday. What kind of cider? It was Black Doris Plum Cider. Like grown-up cider or like everybody's cider? No, like alcohol. So, so grown-up cider. I guess. But I, I, I like non-alcoholic cider too. That doesn't make me not grown-up, right? That's everybody's <laughs> cider. For it's, a, it's for everybody. Kids can drink it and adults. That's, that's, why, like there's not, that, that's why there's not kids' cider. It's just grown-up cider or everybody's cider. Because words from the smart people don't give kids grown-up cider bad juju yep but they like the taste of it and they sleep a lot but that doesn't make it a good idea (laughs) (laughs) wow i was not prepared for that you've met my family sorry i'm ordering a pizza oh oh my gosh pizza 
Oh, we were supposed to talk about pizza. Were we? Yeah. Is it because I had pizza? She is ordering a salmon pizza. What the hell? Perfectly normal. In whose world? In New Zealand, where we farm salmon, I guess. What What is the salmon on? Pizza. Pizza. What do you mean pizza? Is it on red sauce? Is it have cheese? What What's going on yeah, with this pizza? Yeah, you usually have salmon with cream cheese and capers. Uh, and I guess they like to put spring onion on it. I take the spring onion off and I put avocado on it. Y'all are weird. That's actually not too bad. It's called, okay, in the, from Hell's Pizza, it's called Serpent. It has smoked salmon, spring onion, and cream cheese. Then you can add capers and avocado. Because I was thinking more of like, you know, your tomato base with mozzarella cheese and salmon. That sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then there's other places that also do salmon pizzas, like La Porchetta and the Tavern Wood-Fired Pizza. Yeah, we, we have salmon pizza all over the place. I'm sticking with y'all are weird. Okay, biscuit people. Honestly, I'd probably eat the salmon pizza. I would probably try it just on the premise that it is pizza and therefore is a nearly perfect food. La Pochetta does tomato and mozzarella base with onion topped with capers, fish, basil, and smoked salmon and drizzled with olive oil. Yeah, you know, I lived... In Washington, in the Pacific Northwest, where there's a lot of salmon, and I've never heard of a salmon pizza. That's really weird to me, but it doesn't sound bad. Like, I like salmon. I like pizza. I I think I could actually eat it. I didn't say it was bad. I just said y'all are weird. I'm not sure about the capers. I don't think I've ever eaten capers, but... They uh, they taste lemony. Salty. Yeah, uh, like a salty lemon. Like a salty lemon. (laughs) anyway the other pizza she's ordering is a dessert pizza which sounds amazing Mm -hmm. bananas pizza she's ordering because we talked talked before you guys showed up (laughs) that was like five hours ago we talked about her pizza (laughs) and you're just now ordering it well it's not it's only just now coming up dinner time oh yeah yeah like it was around her lunch time that we first talked about it when she popped in to see what I was doing when I was in here four hours before we were recording. So the unearthly pizza is banana, blueberries, chocolate, white chocolate, yeah. and custard. Yeah, you lost me at banana. Oh, hell yeah. Sign me up. It sounds delicious. I oh. went to a Pizza Pie Cafe today and I got a cookie dough pizza, which actually doesn't have any cookie dough on it, but the, the crust is made out of cookie cookie dough so it's like a cookie then it has like fudge on it and like marshmallow stuff and uh like brown sugar crumbled on top like it was so delicious oh nice uh there's a pizza buffet over by my apartment that um my munchkin got uh a free meal at for attendance so um we i took her there and they had some pretty good pizza Uh, one of them was an oreo pizza but it was like red, uh, red cookie crumbles and like cream cheese. And it was delicious. I'm going to get some spare ribs too. Man, now you're just rubbing it in. <laughs> spare ribs? Wait, is it, so the same place that gives you pizza also offers ribs? They also do pasta and the best salads. Yeah, pasta and salad. Like th- that makes sense going with pizza. They do but... beef cheek and uh, lamb shank and mash. 
So the beef cheek is slow cooked with red wine dew with potato mash and peas. And the lamb shank is with rosemary and mint gravy. It's just so weird. Well, it's it's got to have same, mint. Yeah. I, it's just weird that the same restaurant would provide two very different types of food. Mm-hmm. They also do gelatos, sorbet, donuts. Uh, if I take the gluten-free filter off, I'll see a lot more. Um, that's under ambrosia. Cheesecake, ice cream sandwiches, coleslaws, chicken wings, corn nuggets, prawn horns, wedges, crumbed camembert. I feel like I may have been kicked. <laughs> no, we're just... <laughs> They've got loaded fries, jalapeno poppers. We're just enjoying all the food options that you get. No honor. <laughs> And they Don't have want to interrupt. Um, this is this is hell pizza. So they have pizza names like Lust, Greed, Envy, Wrath, Pride, Gluttony. <laughs> um, the kids' pizza is called the three 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 healthy, as in H E L L T H Y. That's awesome. Uh, I see what they did there. All right, I have to ask, what toppings are on the Lust pizza? Is it just a bunch of sausage? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, I never thought about it that way before, but yeah. Five pepper pepperoni, <laughs> salami, ham, bacon, and chorizo. Yep. I knew that one would be the meat lovers. Like, <laughs> I knew it. I don't know how I knew it, but I knew it. I know how I knew it. Well, you ha- you can get the Lust Deluxe, which also has steak on it. Uh-huh. That make that. It's all the meat. Yeah. For those people who love to have the meat in the mouth. Mm, I get the serpent. J-Row prefers the meat in his mouth. He there's has admitted a, as such. There's a pizza called the Savior, which is a super healthy pizza. It's got chicken breast, which you can take off to make it vegan. Spinach, avocado, portobello mushrooms, almonds, and coleslaw. And it's on a gluten-free sprouted seed base. I don't know how I feel about avocado on a pizza. It's delicious. This is weird. If it's not guacamole, it's not delicious. It's pulp. They put the same stuff in my Burger Fuel burgers. It's so, I gotta tell you a story. Ooh, so, story time. All right, so I we have a Burger Fuel here in New Zealand. Burger Fuel is a New Zealand chain, and um, they opened a store. They opened one store overseas, and it's in Indianapolis. And um, so it means that sometimes on special occasions we can eat the same food, me and my boyfriend. So um, I was telling him about this burger that I really like over here. And I was explaining that it's called the American Muscle. And I told him what was in it. And he goes, do you mean a double cheeseburger? <laughs> and apparently that's what it's on. Uh, that's what it's called on his menu. It's just a double cheeseburger. <laughs> it just is. And I don't know why I didn't think about that. We didn't. We, we like puns here. So we call things funny things. <laughs> we like puns here too. Really? Just throwing that out there. Uh huh. Do you, do you, do all your business names turn out to be punny? Like we've got a bar here called Tequila Mockingbird, where the bar is called the Boo Radley. What? We've got we've got the um, Canterbury Adventure Park bar, which is called Handlebar. Because <laughs> uh, you can go there to to do your biking. I love it. Um. What else have we got? We've got um. God is just if I look at a menu, it's gonna have a pun on it somewhere. Um, Here's what you got to realize about a lot of people in America. While a lot of us enjoy puns, a lot of us are confused by them. So we can't just put them all out there for show. Because 
because too many people will be like, what the hell is this? The handlebar? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> There's a hairdresser down the road called Curl Up and Die. <laughs> oh, man. The landscaper I worked for was called a cut above. <laughs> we have a guy here who does um, curtains and blind installations. And on his truck, it says, caution, blind man driving. Yes. I've seen something like that similar here. I saw a truck for a flooring company that had the slogan, make the carpet match the drapes. Yeah, I saw that too. I busted up laughing driving down the road. Yep. So I I got uh, Skillshare now. Skillshare. I love Skillshare. I haven't been able to watch as much on it as I want to, but. That's one reason why I haven't. I just barely put Discord art on this computer is because I've been doing other things with Skillshare. What have you been watching on Skillshare? Like what kind of stuff? Um, Fusion 360, a lot. Mm. Uh, Illustrator, Photoshop. Sweet. I think on mine, I have um, some marketing stuff for authors. Uh, I got some InDesign stuff as well. I don't know why I have marketing for authors since I am a shitty author who never publishes anything anymore. I started rewriting my book. Which book was your book? It was... Yeah, you've now failed as a friend. It was my NaNoWriMo 2007 story. Boom. Yes, 2007. I wasn't talking to you because I was in the (laughs) military. So... (laughs) No, NaNoWriMo 2007, I was at basic training, so there was no way I could know anything about it. Well, it's, uh, it's actually accessible online, but it's, um, it's going to be quite different when I'm finished with it. Yeah, so what is NaNoWriMo? The National Novel Writing Month. Boom. That's what it is. That's how shitty so, of a writer I am. For the month of November... You are supposed to try and challenge yourself to write 50,000 words towards whatever novel. Uh, Something new as well, not something you've uh, pre-planned. Maybe you've done some research on it, but you've not tried to write it before. And the idea is that by pushing yourself to push out quantity rather than quality, you'll actually get it started. Or get it finished. So I work at a school and I asked one of the creative writing teachers, what their advice would be to go from ideas in the head to something tangible. And they're like, okay, step one, sit at computer, hands on keyboard. Step two, type everything. So quantity might get everything out. And then you go from all of the quantity, you get the good shit out, save the rest. Cause it might be good stuff. That's just missing something that you might, realize years later that oh my gosh that's a good story it's just needed this part let's plug that in and go yep word dump then go back and edit that's the best way to get it done i've completed nano twice um both times it was just me like write whatever comes to my mind get through it and then go back later and edit it and at this point both things that i completed during nano i'm in the process of rewriting because while they're good, it's basically just the skeleton of the story that I created. So I just need to go back and I need to look at it and say, okay, well, I need to fix this character arc. I need to uh, clean up this whole portion of the story because 
I was just word dumping because I couldn't figure out what to write. So I just dumped whatever came to my mind. Oh, it comes to 1,667 words a day, right? Yeah, something like that. And the second time I did it was in 2017. Yeah, 2017 was the second time I completed it. And I was done in 18 days. Wow. And what and became of that? That sucked. It's Dawnbreaker. It's my Guardian of the Ro- Guardians of the Rose book, Dawnbreaker, featuring Chimeron. And I'm rewriting it. The reason I'm rewriting that one is just because of some of the side character stories. Like the side characters weren't fleshed out as much as I wanted them to be. So I'm rewriting it so that their stuff is more meaningful and not just like, hey, I'm here and I'm convenient for the plot. So I get to save people and do cool stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, hey, Scotty's back. Yep. In places like New Zealand and the South Island, Oh, it's not South Island, Southern Hemisphere, I should say. Um, we have exams around November because our school year goes from January to December, funnily enough. Um, so November ends up being about exams time, which is really bad for people trying to participate in NaNoWriMo. So um, what somebody did in um, a group called Kiwi Writers from New Zealand, they created uh, the equivalent of NaNoWriMo for the Southern Hemisphere Um which happens in June, and it's called Sock Knock, which stands for the Southern Cross Novel Challenge. So it's basically the same thing, but not over exam time here. So you do have another opportunity. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, Nano actually has a second month. They actually do it in July as well, which I think started two years ago. But the one in July, it's focused, like the people who did the one in November, the July one is supposed to be rewrite your book in the month of July. Yeah, Nano Edmo or something. Yeah, and then the ones who couldn't complete a book in November because of like scheduling conflicts or anything during that time, they can do the 50,000 words is what I've been told. I've never actually participated in that one, so I don't know the rules, but... It looks like Salt Knock hasn't been run since 2013, so I'm a little out of date there. So how do you participate in NaNoWriMo with all the rules and such? You go, you, you just create do a it? profile, and then they have a part where you can create the novel that you're writing. So you just go and you put in like what the working title for it is and a description of what it is. And then every day when you finish writing, you go in and you input the number of words that you wrote that day and it just adds it up. And then at the end, once you hit 50,000 words, you get to say, Hey, I made it to 50,000 words and it's super easy to cheat on it. But if you have to cheat to make yourself feel better so that you get that cool little stamp on your profile saying that you completed it, then, it's just a graphic that says you won. Yeah, you participated for the wrong reason if you have to cheat to get the graphic. Like, if the graphic is what was important to you, not actually getting the 50,000 words, then... <laughs> I've participated in it, like, five or six times, and I've only completed it twice. And I think one of the two times I completed it, I didn't even put my word count in, so I don't think I got credit for it. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think when I did Guardian Chronicles, I didn't put a word count in. I just said, whatever. Because that was um, three novellas in Guardian Chronicles over Nano. So that equated out to be about like 60-something thousand words. Yeah. It makes me think of that um, that show Night Flyers that George R. R. Martin wrote as a novella because he got sick of people saying he couldn't write a sci-fi. They, they turned it into a Netflix series. Is that out? Well, yeah, I'm watching the first. I think, is it only one season? Is it only one season? 
Uh, well, yeah, if there's any out, it's only one season. I only heard about it a couple months ago. Yeah, I started watching it yesterday. Not terribly impressed. Not really my kind of, I don't know, sci-fi thriller. So I'm not sure I'm <laughs> convinced that he does good sci-fi. Whatever. He, he, he did it, I guess. <laughs> it's just more than I can say. I have never written a sci-fi book. <laughs> yeah, at least he gave it a shot, right? Hmm. I also have never actually... I. And sci-fi novel, no. Novella, no. I did write two sci-fi short stories, though, which aren't good. I'm not good. Like, the concept that I come up with for sci-fi, I'm really good at that. But actually writing it, no, I'm not good at that. And now that we have ruined your appetites, you are now starving. Have a lovely day. <laughs> Don't eat popcorn. Eat cake. <laughs> And make sure to throw in some ice cream. What if it's popcorn cake? What? Yeah, what if it's popcorn cake? It doesn't exist. Somebody can make it. I hope not. It's probably going to exist now that he brought it up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome, world. Enjoy your popcorn cake. Rule 34. Oh, God. What's rule 34? <laughs> no. Don't. Oh, wait, wait, like wait, 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 wait. It's rule 34.xxx. Go check it out. And click oh, post. God. Okay. Is this safe to, to Google? <laughs> um, if you're yes. going to go to that one, yes. I recommend yes, it's safe to Google. <laughs> Search away. I mean, you should always be using incognito, but well, you should always wear protection. Or duck, let, duck, go, says the duck lady. Let let me uh, fire up my Tor browser. <laughs> no, that'll take forever. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, especially since I'd have to go out and download it. All right, while Raven goes to learn about Rule 34, <laughs> head on over to facebook.com slash dudesfromalteria and reddit.com slash r slash dudesfromalteria. Like, subscribe, you know the jazz, and tune in next Tuesday for part two of Ninja Pizza Games. See you later, dudes. See ya. See ya. Dude Link, terminated.